welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and the Cathet region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Joining me as usual is Jill Kirby, astrologer from Victoria, and yay, Jenna is back. <laughs> welcome. Ladies. Thank you. Back from movie prison. <laughs> yes. Ah. What a way to put it. Okay. Um, so obviously there's been a huge event that has occurred in this month that um, I have never, you know, I don't, I should say never, that's not the right word. Um, I have yet to see much or if any discussion on the astrological uh, indicators that might've been present for Turkey and that horrendous event that happened there. Um, Syria, Syria. Yeah, and Syria, exactly. And so I, out of curiosity, um, because I wanted to, you know, note that, you know, obviously these things may or may not show up in astrological ways. But, um, and so I did a quick look this morning and I went, oh, I think I'm going to do a short podcast, probably pull it up later this week. Um, on eclipses and these kind of sudden major events um, because the eclipse in November uh, of this of 2022 has some interesting astrocartography lines that line up with that area of Turkey and just to reinforce it I checked on the massive earthquake that caused the huge tsunami in Phuket in 2004 and again astrocartography had lines that kind of lined up for that event. Um, the downside of this is how the heck you would ever predict it is, but in retrospect, um, and so my final note on that is there is an entertaining line that runs up the west coast of North America that is connected with that eclipse in um, November. Um, so just saying, have your earthquake kit handy <laughs> for us that live because that's where we live. Anyway, moving on. So the other thing that I thought just because March is basically the beginning of the new year. I mean, everything, mm -hmm. the two months that have kind of passed have all been wrapping up with the last couple of years. And so March is really, you know, ready, set, go. Um, and uh, so I thought, okay, I'm just going to pull some cards. Um, I'm don't, I don't think we have time for me to read, um, you know, the books that I have on them. But um, just for folks to know that uh, when I asked for a goddess card, I got Medusa. Okay. When I asked for an animal card, I got the dolphin, which when you read the dolphin, you'll see that it has to do with breath. Um, so air energy, which I thought was interesting. I then asked for uh, a card to do with the moon and I've got, I got the 10 of pentacles. Um, and when I asked for a spirit card, I got um, the 10 of cups, which is the absolute best card in the entire tarot deck. And so the, the impression that I, that I get from the drawing of these cards is, um, and the analogy that best 
fits my way of thinking is when a wave runs up a beach, right? It runs and then it has a slight pause and then it retreats. And my suspicion is, is we're at the top of the industrial revolution wave slash all the rest of that gong show. And now it's going to recede. Yep. Yeah. Well, the tenants suggest completion as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let us dive into the month of March, which, um, and so I do recommend to the folks listening to this that, um, you know, you click on a number of uh, different podcasts and stuff that are going to talk about. Uh, you guys can see the chart here. I'm just pulling up a chart. Yep. So an animated chart. Um, listen to a few of them because pretty much every astrologer out there is looking at this month as being, oh, <laughs> there's a lot happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, but obviously things can happen even when, you know, the stars aren't particularly um, vibrant as in February and Turkey, Syria. But uh, anyway, so we are going to dive into a month where just about everybody changes signs, some even more than once. Yeah. Um, there's a few stalwarts that, well, two stalwarts that don't change signs, Neptune and Taurus, but all, everybody else kind of moves on. And the biggest move on is right here at the start of the month. Uh, we have Venus conjunct Jupiter uh, um, on March the 1st. And, you know, there's a number of different ways you could say this, but to me, it's like the firing gun going off at a race, yeah. right? And it's in Aries. So it's like, yippee! <laughs> is the, and is that, uh, so what do you guys think? Is that the yippee? We're going that, into spring. Well, there's that. But is it also the yippee that... Saturn and Uranus are finally done. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think there's, you know, I mean, there's, um, yeah, I mean, we, we're looking at possibilities and opportunities and going forward. Yes. Yeah. At pace. <laughs> yes. And yeah. yeah. And healing. And, yeah. And healing with Chiron. So I think it's not maybe super, I mean, it is fiery because it's Aries, but I feel like it's, also very calming and healing and yeah. softening. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. the dredging that Pluto has done going through its earth sign um, is finally hit the bottom of the pit at this point. And yeah, so that Aries healing, that new beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the very next day, so is this like, so Mercury and Saturn, so in terms of Saturn and contracts and uh, making statements and pronouncements, um, this is probably the last and um, time where you can write a contract that has a 30 year staying power. <laughs> because once Saturn leaves Aquarius, all bets are off with well, yeah, and maybe not, you know, it might not hold because it's, it's last. right on that last degree. I know, I know. 
So it will be interesting for those who are, you know, studying astrology to notice if there are any contracts or, you know, finality type statements made on the 2nd of March. Um, and then just to see where they do go. And I'm just going to ask ladies, can you hear the dogs barking in the yeah, background? A little bit. It's not intrusive. Don't worry about it. Okay, good. Phew. There's not a lot I can do about it. Okay, so then we, of course, Mercury gets ahead of, um, you know, Saturn, because he's moving right along now. Leading the way, as Mercury likes to do. Yeah. And Let me he, show you how to get there. <laughs> yes, exactly. So um, it's interesting. I had um, a client talk to me this past week who is dealing with a person who has Mercury in Pisces. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, I think in my past iteration as a, just a strictly modern astrologer, I hadn't really appreciated Mercury in Pisces for how it contrasts with Mercuries that are in pretty much any other sign, but not so much, not so much any of the other mutable signs. I think he can act this way in those as well. Um, but for the other eight signs, Mercury in Pisces is a bit of a stretch <laughs> because um, it operates on the level of um, not necessarily in the here and now. Well, um, good for intuition. Yeah, exactly. But in terms of nailing it down in, you know, the hyper concrete world of the last five years of Saturn oh. in Capricorn and uh, Aquarius, it does not play in those realms at all. Maybe that's why he's just said goodbye to Saturn. Yes. <laughs> I'm done. I'm free. That's right. I, I'm going to go for a swim now. You want to join me? <laughs> so, um, you know, he does this every year. He goes through Pisces. And um, so, again, if you're wanting to do concrete communication, maybe not so much. But what we could look for, um, which is something that in the podcasts I've listened to, you know, the yearly, the big digest ones, they're all thinking that during this month of March, there may drop onto the cultural scene, because this is where Mercury in Pisces shines, um, new fantasy scenarios like movies or books or theater, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's good for that. Yeah, it's good for people who are in that kind of business who need the imagination and the inspiration and the yeah, you know, intuition and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Well, sci-fi is exploding, you know, post-apocalyptic settings, you know, all the big Netflix shows seem to have an apocalyptic or sci-fi bent to it. Do you think any of them, though, exhibit a new trope or are they just rehashing old tropes? Yeah, I, I would say it's different versions of same old stuff we've seen. Nothing new under the sun. <laughs> everything's, no. it feels like everything's been done, but there's definitely stuff having, you know, I'm thinking of The Last of Us, which is just blown up on Netflix and is an originally oh, okay. a video game. Oh, and okay. it's, yeah, it's a brilliant, it's a beautiful video game. And they've made a, a show that's like frame by frame, just like the video game. 
Oh, but it's so very, that is new. That is new. Yeah. At yeah, least that for, is. Yeah. And it's, it's a bit of a, re- it talks a little bit about a pandemic, but instead of a, a virus, it's about mushrooms and fungal oh, creating yes. zombies, making people into zombies, basically. <laughs> um, Which the drug company has already successfully done. Yes. Know, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's, it kind of reminds me of that because we have like a Pisces vision of our yeah. current reality, I guess. The other yeah. thing you might get with Mercury and Pisces is, is a lot of distractions. Yes. Yeah. Look over here. <laughs> but also, like, maybe, like, I mean, I feel like we're already seeing this, but, like, new age understanding of medicine and, you know, psychedelics well, as therapy, yes. you know, I think we'll yep. see more of that and stories that don't necessarily make sense, like Pisces and Mercury. No, I, think, I think the Venus... You don't want to make, make sense of things I think so the much. Jupiter conjunct Chiron is, Chiron's about natural healing. Mm-hmm. It's not about chemicals. It's about natural healing. So yeah. That, to me, is a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next major aspect that we get, March 6th, is a sun in Pisces. Um, now is aspecting that Saturn in, or Uranus in Taurus, which is slowly approaching that ominous degree of 16 Taurus uh, that it was sitting on at the last eclipse. And, you know, so if there's anything to the prediction of things not happening um, on the West Coast, this would be one of those days that (laughs) I'd be, you know, like, making sure that my earthquake kit is available. But other than that. (laughs) And and while it's on 15 degrees, as the sun goes into Aries. Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing, or sorry, as Pluto goes into Aquarius. Uh, yeah, it, you know, that degree is, yeah. Yeah, gets highlighted again, but it's coming. It's not the stress from Saturn. Pluto is a different style. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so on a more mundane level, um, Sun Uranus, this is like a breakout day. It's a Monday. Um, and so, you know, you can do something wacky and like, whatever, <laughs> like they should get the joke. They really should. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we come up to, uh, the full moon, which I will stop sharing and I'll let Jill put up her full moon chart. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for the folks who can sort of hear the dogs, my husband's a dog groomer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, you know, these are dogs that really didn't want to sign up for grooming, but unfortunately have to be groomed. (laughs) Okay. So here we have it. Well, not quite, not quite. Yeah, we got 18 Virgo moon instead of 16 degrees. Oh, sorry, I went to Saturn. Oh, yes, yes. That will be a chart that you get to talk about after the full moon because this full moon has that. Yes. Yeah. There's the March full moon. Underneath it, that's why it's here. Oh, sorry. Not a problem. 
trying to click on things. Yes. There we go. Okay. Oh. And as Jill pointed out, look at this Saturn at like two minutes, two, two minute degrees, not minutes in time um, from changing signs. And, um, and we get this 16, is it 16 or 15? It's 16 degrees. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 thought, I, I thought I checked these. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah, it's you're close. Uh, you're close. I can, uh, I can animate it and take it forward. You could. You could. Oh, there. <laughs> I'm, I'm taping. Oh, An hour. There, there's one of the little monsters right there. <laughs> <laughs> making sure that the clients leave and don't leave <laughs> i want to go here yeah so maybe an hour nope. Nope. maybe two hours yeah. there we there go. go yeah that's getting closer okay. yeah okay yeah so um a full moon from Virgo to Pisces, you know, it's what can, what, I mean, this is on. Well, I think, I think that's the, the counterbalance to all that Piscean. What is Virgo? Yeah. Virgo wants details. So, yeah. you know, you can use your imagination, but let's, you know, get real here because I'm a, I'm an earth sign and. Yep. Yeah, we want we want practical application for what you're imagining. Exactly, and that Mars uh, Neptune square, which is um, going to come online in the next few days, um, that's creating that that stress tension to the oh, yeah. Mercury and Pisces. It's still squaring them as it's yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, again, it's going to be difficult for Mercury and Pisces to actually come up with the goods. Well, it's interesting, though, because we do have still that trying sex style with uh, Uranus there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, being able to look at things from a new angle. That's true. And or flooding. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, one of one of my colleagues, an astrologer who lives uh, in a small suburb of Sao Paulo, they just, you know, I, I talked to him this morning on Facebook um, and he said, no, the flooding, he's not right on the coast where the flooding was. And they don't know how many people have disappeared because of torrential and stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, you got New Zealand that just had massive... Yeah. You know, so is this Uranus in Taurus with this huge complement of Pisces and which is about to get, as Jill will show us in the next chart, um, which is the Saturn ingress. Yeah. And you've done this for... I said it for Washington. Yeah. So what are you seeing that really strikes a note here for you? Because it's almost the identical chart to the full moon, obviously. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's joining the party in Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of flow happening. He's he's bringing an anchor for all that. <laughs> well, and yes, that is a good way to put Saturn in Pisces. Um, yeah, 
which can be a good thing if you want more stability and not so good if it's going around your neck. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Just saying. And of course, Mercury now moving as fast as he is, is yes. catching up to that sextile to Saturn. Oh, yeah. 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 Mercury? To Uranus. And yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So the, the one thing that we can definitively say about March the 7th is the absolute end of the tension of Saturn and Uranus. And mm -hmm. so those who have <coughs> been, you know, fielding that, the fixed signs, you know, you may quietly breathe a sigh of relief. Yes, we know that by the end of the month, you have a new visitor, <laughs> which you may or may not be happy to hear about. But there is a few weeks in here <laughs> where you're kind of off the hook. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, and so this isn't just a preview with Saturn and Pisces. It does not come back yeah, out. Yeah. It's, it's it there. will do its retrograde in Pisces, but it does not get back to Aquarius. So this also is the beginning of a new crop for two and a half years of people with Saturn returns in Pisces, whether that's your first one or your second one. Um, if it's your second one, then obviously you can look back and go, okay, from 27 to 30, what was happening in my life? You know, what realities did I really have to come to terms with? Um, yeah. Uh, for those who are facing their first one, um, you'll likely be surprised <laughs> at the extent of what Saturn returns can produce. That's true. Yeah. You think it's going to be one way and it's another way. Yeah, yeah. Well, Having just graduated, yay, Jenna. Thank you. <laughs> Almost. I'm literally counting on the day with the days yeah. with my girlfriends. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think too, with all with these aspects we're having to Uranus right now, it's you know expect the unexpected. Yes, as well. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. For the first year. Well, actually, uh, for the whole thing, because I think Taurus or Uranus doesn't leave Taurus until Saturn oh. leaves Pisces. So, yeah. yeah. So you get that oh. by sign sex style for the whole shooting match. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I'm glad they had that. <laughs> a little bitter. <laughs> Only just a little. <laughs> I didn't have anything. <laughs> Oh, anyway, dear. That's, that's I do know funny. someone who has Saturn and zero degrees Pisces. So yeah. March 7th is okay. D-Day. Oh, yes, yes. Well, and, and with Mars, you know, starting to square Neptune in, you know, with all that Pisces stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's really, you know, and as the moon opposes Neptune, yes. let's magnify this. Yeah. Whatever yeah. this is. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll be full on into Saturn and Pisces after the seventh. Okay, yeah. Jill, I'll get you to switch and I will share the animated guy because we're coming into this bizarre middle of the month. Um, one, uh, one group said, um, you know, the Ides of March, uh, which, you know, a person could, um, may I animated? Aminated? No, I'm not aminated. No, I'm animated. Okay, so um, on the 11th, 
Um, let's see, second to the 12th. Okay, let's move this ahead to the 11th. We get this is the Mercury Uranus uh, sextile. And, um, you know, that's um, news and announcements. This could have something to do with AI, maybe, or it might have something to do with your whole fungus thing, you know, like <laughs> the spreading of, of whatever, you know, through water affecting the earth. I don't know. There's, there's some interesting combinations that you could have with mercury and Uranus, you know, in water and, and earth signs. What, yeah. what do you say there, Jill? For that combo. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it, it's a sextile, which is certainly much easier to take than a square mm -hmm. when you're dealing with Uranus. So, yeah, well, I don't know. I think we might, we could get some surprising information, you know? Yeah. You know what, what just popped into my head? Maybe the trees wake up and start yelling at us. <laughs> As in the Ettons from and, the and, Rings. Yeah. <laughs> The ends will come. What, what the heck are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, They'll make the flood just like they did. Ah, yes. They do oh, that in two towers. Right. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. And that's carry same... the good people, carry us on their shoulders. Ah, oh, that would be nice. So at the same time, we get Venus sextiling Mars. So this could be just a um, very, um, uh, Funded, is that the word? Where where there's just the ability to produce, to get impregnated moment in time. <laughs> there you go. That is the word. Yes. And so there could be a lot of joyful sexual encounters that produce children. Um, you know, between on the 11th. <laughs> we've got Jupiter conjunct Chiron now, too. Yeah, yeah. Mars just about to. Do it square with Neptune. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's already well within norm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, March eleventh is sort of um, the pause, or not really the pause between March eleventh and March fourteenth, because from the fourteenth to the eighteenth, we have four days in which there is so much happening um, that to try to get a feeling of those four days and so this is this is a saturday so this will be the third week of march and um so i'm just going to list them all and run through them and then we'll come back and talk about it because it's a bit wild so starting on the 14th we have mars gemini square neptune at 25 we have on the 15th, we have the Sun conjunct Neptune at 25. On the 16th, this is sort of the, the big day. We have Mercury conjunct Neptune at 25. We have the Sun square Mars, Gemini 25. We have Venus square Pluto at Capricorn 29. We have Mercury square Mars at 26. And then Venus says, bye-bye to Aries and hits uh -huh. her own home turf. Then the next day we have uh, Mercury conjunct um, the sun at 26. Um, and then Mercury, of course, because he's zipping right along, 
the final act in this <coughs> series on the 18th is um, Mercury sextile Pluto. Mercury then ingresses into Aries and then the sun sextiles Pluto. And in those four days, so I'm just going to run this backwards. I mean, it's just bizarre. Of course, from my point of view, I always think who's coming in, like who's being born with this kind of signature, you know? With yeah, I think, I think the interesting thing, one of the interesting things, aside from the number of things going on, um, is just the timing of them. I mean, Saturn going into Pisces the day of the full moon. Yes. Who's, who's making this up here? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. The timing is just so interesting. And same yep. with, you know, Venus's ingress. She's just saying bye-bye to Pluto. And, yeah. And, 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 kick, and kicks off all of this other changes. Yeah. And so I see, one of the things that I see about this is the majority of aspects are happening in mutable signs between Pisces and that Mars and Gemini. And so this will be a test of our ability to work with energy, mm -hmm. right? With Saturn in Pisces. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it will be a real demo of the- fact And you know, we might hear more information about the power. I mean, what, I mean, everything is energy, right? Yes. So, yes. And, and particularly in terms of healing, it's, you know, yeah, energetic mes mes blah, medicine yes. may yeah. step forward. Yeah, because Pisces really like doesn't do well with chemicals. Yeah. yeah. You know, people with planets, you know, highlighted in Pisces. No, they're like canaries. Often the have life. really bad reactions to chemicals because it's a yeah. sensitive sign. So that kind of sensitivity responds really well to the subtleties of energy medicine. Yeah. And wants it. And with... Chiron and Jupiter still conjunct. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think that's all talking about that. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm just noticing here too, that the moon is playing court for the beginning of this. Um, and then he switches, like he's in Sag at the beginning of this four day period of time. And then he courts with Pluto who, you know, is coming down to the wire of his, stint since 2008 in Capricorn yeah um, yeah so energetically even besides the Piscean signature um, there is you know it's what we're familiar with uh, you know we're getting the full-on experience of Saturn in Pisces being you know Pisces Gemini being so activated with Mars um, and there's this closing down of the whole Saturn structure, Capricorn, that piece of it. Well, I think also in. Mars as the ruler of Aries is sort of highlighting mm -hmm. the fact that we've got this traffic jam in Pisces Aries. Yes. And it's leading into, you know, the, the upcoming equinox beginning yes. year Aries. Yeah. Spring. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I think it's uh, that, that too. So if in your life, um, personally, you have major activity happening between March the 14th and March the 18th, um, 
know that you have to be fully present and accounted for to negotiate this amount of, of pinging that the universe is doing. Um, and if you don't have to do anything major, <laughs> You know, journaling might be an interesting thing. Yes. Or doing some vibrational medicine might be some interesting Absolutely, thing. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, anything that involves getting in touch with the energetic side of life. Um, well, I think too yeah. that, that the full moon was the moon in Virgo was really speaking to we got to stay grounded through this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was sort of like the anchor on that. Yeah. All that activity there. Yep. And of course, what I'm also noticing is at the beginning of, you know, this March 14th um, to 18th is Uranus is now in the degree of the eclipse yep. back in um, November uh, the 8th of 2022. And so we will likely see things from that period of time in the news that are going through some Uranian shifts more than likely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a question about yes. the Mars in Gemini and it being like, yes, it's mutable with Pisces, but I'm wondering if there's going to be like a busy, a busy energy and then we're being pulled to, like you said, you know, have quiet time, focus on your energy and find clarity in that, and that there's, those energies are going to be contrasting. Well, uh, yeah, I think yeah. even Jupiter in Aries says, don't overdo it, man. Yeah. Because yeah. Jupiter is prone to like, more is better. Yeah. And yeah. Energy output, you know, we have only so much reserves of energy within and we need to use those wisely. Yeah, and, that yeah. is a very good point because this is Mars is actually starting to pick up speed by this point. Oh, yeah. um, and it is hearkening back to the end of August last year um, because it's about to come out of its shadow. I think it went <coughs> up as high as 25 of Gemini before it's stationed and turned retrograde. And so it is coming to the end of that period that it demarcated and this is we're getting over seven months now of mars in gemini but it's cut it's cutting loose big time so good call jenna yeah i'm excited my moon and venus and gemini is ready for ready for me to, me to calm down a little bit <laughs> okay um all right so now we're going to switch and talk a little bit about the ingress charts uh, because the world axis is zero degrees of Aries. And so every year um, we get a new Aries ingress chart. Um, and so Jill will pull up her Aries ingress chart for us to look at. Uh, yep, uh, that would be the spring yes. equinox. Yeah, so um, I used to do rituals on this day. So this is a Monday. So on the East Coast, it's 525 p.m. On the West Coast, you would add three hours. So it would be 825 p.m. if you wish to do a ritual for the start of spring. Uh -huh. And we have this beautiful Venus in Taurus. Ooh, I like it. I like it. 
Well, look how everything's kind of shifted now, right? Um, yeah. You've got, you know, Sun, Mercury, Chiron, Jupiter all in Aries. Yeah. And yeah. just the moon holding court with Neptune. Not for long. <laughs> yeah. But it's still, it is a marker for the whole year. Well, but again, the, it's going to meet up with the sun at zero degrees. And, and this is the, the last of the ones that are at zero or one degree. Oh, right. Yeah, you've been tracking this series. Okay. There has been a series of five of them. Right. And, and so, again, I mean, a new moon in Aries, you know, like beginning, beginning, beginning. Wow. <laughs> Yet there is a pull because at the actual moment, it's a balsamic moon. Um, and so um, what might be in evidence is what is finally done. Yeah. yeah. And as, it, as it's kind of at that degree, it's just leaving its sextile with Uranus. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's a balsamic Balsamic is uh, in the moon phases with the sun. There are eight of them. Um, and they were really sort of fleshed out in modern era. I'm, I can't speak to the ancient because I don't know if they demarcated it with eight sections. Uh, but Dane Rudyard, uh, an astrologer in the early um, 20th century, he laid out quite a schemata for the eight phases of the moon. And so you had new phase, you had, um, what is it? Crescent, then square, then uh, gibbous, then full, then disseminating, then last quarter, and then balsamic. Yeah. yeah, okay. And so each one of them represent a certain quality. Um, and the balsamic one is, oh, wait a minute there's something still closing down, something still, okay. you know, wanting the last, 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 last remnants. Yeah. Okay. yeah, last two raw before the fresh cycle starts. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, good question. Good question. Yeah. Yeah, so, so the moon swim with Neptune temporarily before it moves out of there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. So for Washington, um, do we have much happening to that chart? Uh, it has Sag rising, so 12 degrees. So that's its fourth house cusp in this. Yeah. Um, and that Mars, but the Mars is past its uh, Uranus and Gemini, I do believe, but it's up there in the 10th. But only just, I mean, it's- Okay, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's been- Back and forth over the na their natal Mars, you know. Exactly. And their Uranus. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. been very active there. Um, you've got the nodes now, they just passed the US nodal square to, okay. the, square to the nodal, squaring the nodal axis of the US. So, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what else? So this is carrying over you know, for another year, the hints from the previous eclipse cycle. Um, oh, yeah. It doesn't speak to the new eclipse cycle, which will start in April. That's interesting. Yeah, well, the other interesting piece to that is that, you know, 16 degrees where 
Uranus is, that 15, 16 degrees was yeah. where the phones were, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. In in series. So they're just like yeah, those, it's, those it's, degrees. Yeah, the, the zero, yeah. zero of the cardinal, the, the 16 of the fixed. Really yeah, I'm getting still it's like yes the last three four years they're done yeah. but they're the residual is still yeah got still clean up um, got clean yes. up. that's a good way to put it yeah yeah, yeah. bring in the cleanup crew <laughs> and then yeah so within hours of this um we have um <coughs> Actually, I know. Like, I mean, this is the remarkable thing. It's just yes. You know, oh, like the last, talk about the last gasp here. I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but really. it doesn't want to let go. It still wants to have its little footprint. Oh yeah, and it will you back. And, and, <laughs> and it does come back. It does comes come back. back to the U.S. Pluto one more time. Not to the. No. Not, not to, to the. the not, not but still not. to the degree. But to, to the degree. degree, and yeah. then it says goodbye. But yeah, so like, well, I'm not quite done with you yet. I'll be back. <laughs> like Schwartz never made your movie or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, but an interesting, uh, you know, and of course Mercury has paved the way. He's, he's like, he's the way shower, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been doing that. He did it for Saturn. Now he's doing it for the sun. Yeah. It's crazy that we're going to be done with Uranus. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. I okay. don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that feels like. I mean, it feels like personal for me because of my Saturn and yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, it's going to be as you know, as the other planets tend to do. You get the reverberations for a while after. Yeah. Yeah, because it's over it doesn't mean it's really over in terms of how you feel. Yes, lots of processing time. Yeah, yeah, and I mean even more so with Pluto, but Uranus and Neptune as well. Neptune's a little more nebulous, of course. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. With, with Uranus, you're in no doubt. <laughs> with Pluto, it's a little more subtle, but it's still pretty intense. <laughs> undercurrents yeah so moving on yes so let's look at the ingress of um pluto yes okay so what was interesting in one of the talks i listened to was aquarius one of the ways that and this was rick levine who said this um he said aquarius loves humanity Uh but it doesn't really like humans Uh yes oh my god that's brilliant (laughs) it's a very it's a very detached sign it's a yeah air sign air signs yeah they're not touchy-feely no they're not they're not yeah yeah Yeah. so this is dry air has no water in it Mm. however you know uranus in taurus taurus being the earth sign Mm -hmm. It has, you know, the sense, senses of Taurus are very heightened and, you know, the sensuality and all that kind of stuff. And oh, so yeah, with Venus. that, you know, having Uranus in, uh, in Taurus ruling this Aquarius, mm-hmm. 
I think is really good for humanity. Let's hope so. As I've said before, it's getting back to our values and here's Venus coming up to say hello. Yeah. Um, you know, really saying, you know, what, what do we value? What is important to us? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's a pretty important question for people to be asking. And we're really happy that the Pluto Mars is just a moment and it would only be yeah. recognized in Hellenistic. It would not be recognized in modern terms because it's like from one end of the air sign to the other end of the air yeah. sign in terms of, um, but it- Well, it is, it, it's an out of sign in conjunct just because yeah. it, it is right at zero here. And it's not gonna take long for Mars to be- No, it's like the very two days before it falls. Yeah, into we are cancer. getting an in conjunct of Mars-Pluto, which can be a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So there could be in that uh, 23rd, 24th, 25th, um, yes. some unexpected, violent, not happy campers events that can happen. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. this is where it's like the, the run you had earlier on, one day after another. You got the 20, 20th, 21st with the, the ingress, the, the equinox, and then the new moon right on the heels. And then you've got, you know, 23rd, 25th, 27th, you know. <laughs> yeah, where it's it, uh, just like, wow, wave after wave. Yes. And, um, you know, it's, it's with the Pluto Aquarius, we get what, two months or so of the preview of what the next 27, 28 years is going to be I think it's till June. Till June? Okay, so that's April, May, June. So two, two, three months, yeah, of the preview. But it, it'll be interesting energetically, but there, like you were saying, there's so much else happening whether or not you can actually pick apart. But those of us who have zero degree planets and fixed signs, we may notice it. I don't have anything right at zero. Lucky <laughs> you. I have plenty of stuff in fixed signs. <laughs> yes, you do. So later, yeah. yeah. Okay, so our next ingress chart is Mars and Cancer. This one, I think everybody will feel, right? Seven and a half months. Mars and Gemini, like you were saying, Jenna, oh, my nerves get to calm down. Yay. Well, yeah. too, with that in conjunct of Mars to Pluto, you're talking about Aquarius not caring about humanity all that much. Yeah. I think Mars is trying to inject a little bit of. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's not get too uh, airy fairy here in your ivory yeah. tower there, Pluto, because people have feelings. <laughs> But unfortunately, Mars is, that's in its fall. Um, it's exalted in Capricorn. Um, and so it will take conscious effort to um, assert the feeling end of the scale. Yeah. Although it is, it is also ruling all these planets still. Yes. That's me. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> Aries can get a little uh, too wrapped up in activity and not enough in touch with feelings yeah. really? you know I yeah. think that's an important piece and you know it's basically squaring the on there but there is some wonderful Taurus balance in there yes yes, yes. 
The yeah. So the end of the month, if you get to do a retreat that involves um, embodiment um, in all of its glorious forms, um, highly recommended. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just well, do it. Do it in a safe zone, not somewhere like where the Aries violent, you know, like landslides and mudslides and snow slides and. Right. Maureen. <laughs> she's in catastrophe mode. You can't. Yeah. It's a scorpion. I'm literally about to Google earthquake wave, earthquake kits. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, once the next eclipse is passed, we can go, ha, ah, there. Okay, we dodged that. Okay. Yeah, the other thing in terms of the US chart is that Mars in Cancer, they've got a lot of cancer energy. They do. Well, so do we. And so do we. Yeah. Not as much as they do. And, yeah. And and their moon is in Aquarius. Yes. And it won't. Well, it's a few years before Pluto hits. Well, yeah, it won't get there, but it is activating that. That sun. area. That area, definitely. And yeah. so the people. Um, so that that's interesting because if Aquarius is more about the collective and not about the individual then collective action um, will become more prominent. Oh yeah, no, I think yeah. you know, that's what Uranus is talking about. It's a grassroots movement. Yes. You know, um, uprising, whatever you want to call it, of, of, you know, we have to get back to our mother here. Mm -hmm. Mama Earth and, you know, cancer's a sign of mom. Yep, that's true. We'll even play for her. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, it's a definitely a very active month, so I mean, it's... Yes, <laughs> very. Um, and it'll be a game changer in some ways um, from the, you know, what we've been energetically and, you know, stress-wise and all the rest of that. By the end of March, we will have that distinct feeling that, you know, we've left the last three years behind. Um, this is the, the Venus ingress into her own sign. Right. We missed that one. Yeah. Because that was. Yeah, which I, I thought was just interesting, just because oh. he is so, you know, I mean, you know, last days of Pluto in Capricorn, yeah. they've just said goodbye and she's getting into her sign. Yeah. And that is so part of that uh, four days of, yeah. Yeah, and she's going to, you know, go past that north node, and then she's going to meet up with Uranus, and yeah, yeah, but strong in her own side. Yes, yeah, that the the middle degrees, um, you know, for those who are tracking and studying astrology, uh, you know, making notes um, during the month of March could be very instructive, just mm -hmm. because of how much is changing. Yeah. Which is also sextiling Saturn here mm -hmm. in that process. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah giving and, something concrete to that Saturn in Pisces as it first goes into Pisces. And you've still got Saturn or Mars. Oh, yeah, that 25 degrees. So I, I just here. thought it was the, the timing of how things, where the ingress is, when they happened and stuff was just so interesting to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, the zero, like, so this zero degrees Venus conjunct the North Node yeah. in yeah. Taurus. Yeah. Do you find that 
I mean, it just feels telling compared to what we've been looking at as well with Saturn at zero degrees. And yeah, like you're saying, like the 15, 16 degree point and all these sextiles making things a little more easeful. Is that, well, it feels uh, like. Yeah, and to me, the, the North Node is about where we're going, moving forward towards where we're going, leaving the yeah. mind, because I see the South Node more as linked to the past and what we need to let go of. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's telling us we need to embrace, you know, mm -hmm. the Earth and our values. What are our values? Let's explore that. Just, oh, yeah, being in the eighth house, maybe it's... Well, not, not just that. Venus is about what you value. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's the concrete ones. It's the embodied values. It's exactly. Sus sustenance and sustaining values. And, yeah, yeah. 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 No, not so much the social ones. Um, Pluto no, that's, about, uh, that's, that's her Libra role, but this is... Yeah. 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 I think she's the most comfortable in this physical sign. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. She was she was the earthiest of the goddesses for sure, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. She was very sensual, very in touch with that whole, you know, senses thing, which is important. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and nature. Okay. Yeah. So um I'll get you to stop and i'll put my the last couple of days because we do end the month with it being not just humdrum <laughs> at all um it's um yeah so let's see now i'm gonna have to i'm gonna bounce this ahead literally a month instead of taking because we're just about out of time but not quite, and then back it up. <coughs> so at the end of the month, we have this wonderful Saturn-Mars uh, trine, yay, uh, which will really concretize, um, you know, people's experience of what they might be looking forward to for the next two and a half years with Saturn and Pisces. Well, and yeah, bring some discipline to that Mars, too. Yeah. And we have the Venus-Uranus conjunction right on the degrees of that eclipse back in November. Yeah. 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 So there, there should be some significant um, moments happening here. This is what, a Thursday at the end of the month? Yeah. Um, again, another noteworthy day, not one that's going to pass by unheard of. Um, oh. Yeah. Except that there's so many in March. <laughs> I know, I know. So another like more zero degrees, zero degrees, zero degrees, zero degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, but again, in some ways, if you know, once you get through your March, it could give you. Okay, where do I need to be? Uh, where do I need to strengthen myself for the coming next two, three years? Where you know, by 2025 all of the outer planets will have changed signs and yeah. Saturn itself will have changed signs again. And so the flexibility to move with changing times, um, March, this March, oops, that's me running out of time. Oh, 
Good old um, fashioned alarm clock. Well, I got messed up with the phone here. Anyway, um, you know, March is going to give you kind of a preview of how am I going to make it through the next three years mm-hmm. as the world goes through um, a dramatic shift. Yeah. Well, and yeah. interesting that we've got like all three modalities here, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Cardinal fixed and mutable kind of highlighted. So, yeah, you need all of that. You need. Yep. You need yeah. to have the oomph to go forward and the perseverance of the fixed signs to carry on and and the adaptability that comes with the uh, mutable. Exactly. Good, good ending point. Okay. Well, I think we've come to the end of another show. So um, for those of you who are listening on the radio, you have been listening to CJMP uh, 90.1 FM, Cathet Regions Community Radio Station. And we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.